Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, and we've got ourselves a Dolphins preview. I, I, I mean, I, I just have a bad taste in my mouth, Justin, after after Monday Night Football still, and it's a shorter, it's you know, it's not a short week, but it's, it's a six-day week. But hey, guess what, Justin? We're going to talk about how great the Dolphins offense is, but how vulnerable the defense is, and DJ's had success versus Vic Fangio-style defenses. Justin, how are you? Hey, you never know, Bobby Skinner. You never know. Um, I'm currently looking at a chart where the Dolphins' offense is located in the top right quadrant and the Giants' offense is located in the bottom left quadrant. Uh, first 1 o'clock game of the year. So at least, for that. Uh, so at least if it's bad, the day will be over quickly. Um, hi, Bobby Skinner. I'm good. Uh, I, am ex- I am excited for a 1 o'clock Giants game where we don't have to stay up till 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning talking about a loss. So let's uh let's do it. Let's also hey uh, Evan Neal. Why would I concern myself with the opinion of a sheep? I'm a lion. Sometimes. So, do you have like the quotes up? Because actually, for anyone I have, who's I have listening, the quotes. I have anyone the who's listening has heard these. So obviously, Evan Neal made the news with some quotes that uh, made the news that got people livid. Because uh, I guess he was talking to Daryl Slater, which that's your that's your first mistake right there, Evan Neal. Like, never talk to Daryl Slater. He never has your best interests in mind. But it was good for Slater getting these quotes out of Neal because it, it started uh, a firestorm for Evan Neal, who's obviously been struggling. He's been bad. He's looking like a bust. Um, and he just went out. So what, yeah. what were the quotes exactly, Justin? So, I mean, here's some of them. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Yeah, Bobby Skinner, what do you flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Uh, I know I'm improving. Sounds like a personal pe- shot at you with the hot dogs. <sighs> you know, first of all, you don't flip hot dogs. Um, <laughs> I, I know I'm improving. Even if people who know less about football, as he described them, believe otherwise, I'm going to continue to get better. Um, you know, you see, he was talking about like fair weather fans. He also went on to say most critics really don't understand the game of football to the level that we understand it in this building. So why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? I'm just going to focus on Evan and getting better. A lot, a lot, a lot. You know, he talked about Twitter. At the end of the day, I put a lot of good things on film, but people are going to go and find the bad reps, and that's why they're going, and that's what they're going to highlight. That's what they're going to put out there. I can't control that. So why? Should I care? Bobby, I know you don't really take a lot of stock into this stuff. And, you know, we could go on for 20 minutes. Why? This is messed up. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this is money. this is a radio person's dream. Like but, when but they I, saw but, this, it was like every single one was like, I got I got my rant for the day. But let me but let me just even ask you this, because this is this is a real thing in New York about, you know, the court of public opinion. And especially as an offensive lineman, where if, I feel like if you do one thing, you could be really bad on the field. 
But if you do one thing bad off the field to like go after the fans or something like that, you could be done. And we even said it on the mailback pod. Like, yeah, I, I feel like Evan Neal has done it right tackle after this year. Evan Neal, like this could be one of the worst things that he ever could do. Not even considering on the field stuff. Like now you have every, everybody, every, it'll die off in a week, but everybody is going after him. And they are, they are now looking for an excuse. They don't need to look for an excuse. They are now, they want to boo Evan Neal. Like that is really, really bad, man. Really bad. Yeah, it's undoubtedly a stupid com stupid comments. Now, I kind of do like the attitude of like trying to because he had like and and there we've talked about it. There actually has been improvements with Neil, and that's the issue is that within those improvements, it's still bad, right? And when you say, "Oh, well, the people are going to find the bad reps," well, dude, you play offensive tackle. Yeah, that's what offensive offensive tackle is not about having eight good reps and two bad ones. You're not a defensive end. Like you have to be essentially perfect. And if you put together like a track record of being good, then when the bad reps happen, no one's going to overreact, but you have not put that together. You know, like when Andrew Thomas gives up a sack to Josh sweat last year, no one's saying, Oh, look at this Andrew Thomas. Like, okay, that's a, obviously a blip on the radar, uh, for him. And it's just a dumb thing to do. I mean, I think the, it's, I can't, Again, I somewhat like the mindset, but doing the hot dogs and hamburgers line was just stupid yeah. because it's like there's no read like to attack the fans and also boo- booing is like the least harmful thing that a fan can do. It's yeah, it's I just this is one where it's like I don't understand when will athletes understand that booing is like the nicest mean thing that fans yeah. can do to you. Like it's but the now, most now it's going to get worse. Ever. Now, now it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. So, and hey, if you if you have the mindset of like keep booing me, then I you know I'm just going to use it. Like okay, that's fine. But yeah, he said some stupid comp uh, comments, and like not everyone is following this team as closely as me and you and people who listen to this podcast. Right? There's so many other fans. There's radio people who aren't out there, and they may not know that Evan Neal. This really isn't his personality to have that. Right. Right. Like, but I like also can't stand. I'll tell dude. you what I really can't stand. I can't stand football people, straight up football people, being like, you're not as smart as I am. You're not as smart, which is true. Like, you don't need to tell me that I don't know, that I don't know as much ball as Evan Neal and Bobby Johnson and Brian Dable. And, you know, we, we even said when Garrett was in the building, like, yeah, yeah, like the dude's smart. But you can't deny that bad is bad. Like you just oh yeah, that's you can't, so frustrating. You can't escape it, and do, just because I don't know as much ball as you, bro, and I don't, you know, and I don't do football for a living like like they do, you can't tell me that bad is not bad, and that's that that's the frustrating thing when straight up football people will 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 do that. Um, and he, and he dropped that. That was the thing that was frustrating the most. It's like, dude, fans have eyes, and fans are seeing that. A losing product is bad, and you are part of that losing product that is not getting better, and that is bad. So that was also a frustrating thing, too. And also, first of all, a lot of people that are booing in that you – know, you, you can't really hear the 300s and what they're saying, but a lot of the people that are booing in that 100 section at MetLife Stadium, uh, bro, they ain't flipping hot dogs and hamburgers for a living. Uh, they're paying a lot of money to be there. Those PSLs are a lot of money. Those single-game tickets 
are a lot of money. They ain't flipping hot dogs and hot dogs and hamburgers for a living too. Uh, those are you know people that work hard that you know, or, or even even if they don't earn a lot of money in their life, it's like all right, well, I want to take my kid here to one game and I want to give my kid a, a nice view of a 100 section. Um, and if guess what, if that kid wants to boo Evan Neal for being bad because he listens to Talking Giants and he knows that Evan Neal's not good, then that is his right to do that. So that's that. That's that. Evan Neal, if he gets better, then this won't be talked about. But odds are he won't get better, and yeah, he did, him, is, he did, he did himself gonna, no favors. This will be like that. the memory of like him being bad plus this. Yep. Now here's a couple of funny things I thought out of it. One, uh, NYGXOS, uh, sure. he tweeted like. One of the biggest mistakes Evan Neal thought was that there's Fairweather Giants fans. Like, those fans have been gone for 10 years. It's only the degenerates left, <laughs> uh, which is true. <laughs> also, <clears throat> you mentioned, like, the lower levels, the ones booing and stuff. I actually think those people got more offended than people who are, like, working at fast food or hot dog flip, you know, hamburgers oh, yeah. and hot. Because, I, you know, I've... I am I am part of the hot dog uh, f- hamburger flippers and we're built different so we're not we're not as sensitive as the people in the hundreds you know the architects and all that sure. stuff. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. It's like I, I don't think too I don't think anyone is like how dare how dare you look down on me. But it was it's just it was just stupid. Like it's like why 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 would Evan Neal do that? Yeah. And maybe he thought he was you know that Daryl Slater wasn't going to blast that out to him and he was trying to have a give him some insight onto his mindset. But Which that, that's a scummy thing to do. That's a, that's a scummy thing if, if Daryl Slater maybe approaches us. Let's just have a conversation. Well, nothing's he, off the record unless it's officially yeah, off guess. the record. So Yeah, I guess. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to blame Slater for that. But Let's talk about the Dolphins, Bobby. Yeah, let's, let's, talk, about, let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. Uh, in Miami, the Dolphins, we'll talk about their offense first, Justin, and it's obviously sick. They're the number one scoring offense in the NFL with 37.5 points per game. They're number one in yards. They're number one in passing yards. They're number one in rushing yards. The difference between them and second in yards is the same difference as the difference between second and 24th in the NFL. Um, they throw a lot at you, and they have the weapons to do it, and Mike McDaniel in year two has added the compliments, the complementary pieces that aren't going to get the big uh, stat numbers that complement the weapons in this offense. And it all starts, obviously, with Tyreek Hill, right? He's averaging 117 yards per game. They just do so much with him. And it's, it's hard to even start about one player on this Miami Dolphins offense, right? Because everything works together. I mean, it's it's just... It's truly beautiful, and teams are trying to copy it, but they don't have the personnel that they do. So, I like I could sit here and talk to you about the Tyreek Hill speed, right? We all know that, but it's like you can't even just talk about what Tyreek Hill does because what Tyreek Hill does is built off of what A Chain does and what Jalen Waddle does and what the fullback does. Like, there's it's just there's so much eye candy and motion and misdirection that it becomes a nightmare for a defense. And unless you are a defense full of veterans who are going to play smart and disciplined. And be able to like you know pick stuff up, uh, it's going to be an issue, and I don't think the Giants' defense is at that point. No, um, and I think the most interesting thing about the Dolphins this year, Bobby, is you know obviously you look at their offense with Waddle and Hill, and it's like speed, 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 go, 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 explosivity, explosivity. They run eleven personnel forty-seven percent of the time. They run twenty-one personnel forty-five percent of the time. You know, when Doug Analytics, you know, in, in our in our Patreon chat, you know, brings up the fact that, 
you know, uh, let's see, what was the stat? What was the stat? 85% of their two running back personnels are with the fullback, Alec Ingold. And what they're doing, Bobby, is they're throwing out of 21 personnel 55% of the time, the 55% pass rate out of 21 personnel with a really good positive EPA per play. So I envy teams that can throw out of heavy packages and that can throw out of running formations. I, I envy teams that can do that consistently because we talk all the time about Wink Martindale forcing a team to maybe play left-handed or dictate the terms of the game. If you're able to throw out of a running formation, the defense inevitably is going to put more guys in the box. The Giants on Sunday are going to put three defense alignment formations out on the field a ton, maybe even four with, you know, Nacho and Ashawn and Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. They're going to put more big bodies on the field. And if you can throw out of those formations like the Dolphins can, 21 personnel, they're throwing it 55% of the time. That opens up so much for an offense and you can get big plays out of it because there's less guys in coverage. Tyree Kill is going to be left 1v1 more often. Jalen Waddle's going to be left 1v1 more often. Oh, yeah, and they're running the ball really well, too. I know we're talking about the passing. They've, they're running the ball really well, too. This is a very complete offense. This is an offense that's kind of weird because they're running these big kind of running formations, and you would think that this is an offense that's all about spreading it out and speed and getting these guys in space. They're getting the guys in space, but not doing it the ways that you think that they nor- that they normally would. And that's the kind of the beauty of this offensive system, right? Like it's built it's built on speed and blocking, like as, as simple as that. And that includes the wide receivers blocking and like the you know the fullback Alec Ingold, who's a big part of what they do. Um, and their receivers, like like last year, Mike Gusecki, people were like, oh, you got to find Mike McDaniel. You got to be a good coach and find a role for Mike Gusecki. But I was like, well, no, he did. Like, there's a bigger picture here, and Mike Gusecki, with not being able to block and only being good in a straight line, just does not make this uh this offense work together as a whole. So guess what? We're gonna bring in. We're gonna bring in Durham Smythe, and he's gonna have 11 catches for 123 yards for three games. But he's gonna block and he's gonna do a lot of little different things that uh, allow us to get into what we want to do. We're going to put our fullback on the field and get him out there. So there's just so, there's so much things they do, and it starts pre-snap with them, right, offensively, where you're throwing all these motions out there. It's crazy. Um, and the thing is, is like, okay, well, it's eye candy. Don't pay attention to it too much. But it's not just eye candy because they get into their big plays out of it, right? Like they'll put yeah. Tyreek Hill inside the, the tackle box. Yeah, like in a two-point stance, it's like hand, his hands are on his knees, like an inline tight end, and then they'll motion him out. It's really fun stuff. Yeah, he has that quick, like he's so fast that you can do that quick, short motion, and that gets him like that build-up speed. And guess what? You're not able to rotate your coverages to it, so you got to respect that speed, but you also got to cover him underneath, and then that allows other guys to, you know, get a little 10-yard curl. Durham Smythe to have a, a wide-open 10-yard curl route, or Braxton Barrios on a little slant that they're not covering. But... If you if you rotate too much to it and pay attention to it too much, they're going to run the opposite way out of it, right? And it just stresses linebackers out like crazy. And this is why the Bills were able to do so well because they had Matt Milano, who is one of the best, most underrated linebackers in the NFL. They have two really good linebackers right now. Get gets every gets everybody like in place. Isn't going to fall for a lot of the things that they're throwing at them. But again, not everyone has the personnel that they have, and not everyone's going to be able to rush to get after Tua the way that the Bills did, right? Where Tua was 
I mean, Tua was hit like three or four times through the first three games. The Bills got after him a little bit without Connor Williams out there. But they've even like been able to protect him without Taron Armstead, who's not going to be playing for them. So there's just so much you got to do at them. And you kind of have to not trust Tua's eyes, right? Like if you go to the beginning, like Tua's eyes are not where he wants to go. Tua's eyes are where he wants you to go so he can go somewhere else. But there's, again, it's, this team does so much, Justin, that you can't like, oh, they like to get into this concept. And mo- it's, you yeah. know, like with the Seahawks, like you can talk, talk about that, like good offense or this offense with, with the Dolphins, it's just like, everything's just so tied together and there's not really anything you can key on and that's why they're so successful unless you have like the bills personnel um talent wise and iq wise now that you're in a little bit more of a casual setting versus uh hey shout out jam football football today check it out chris rose bobby skinner doing a doing a really good job uh i put out some videos too a couple times a week trivia and some other stuff a lot of shorts you had a conversation on football today with chris rose uh about Miami Dolphins and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, is it the greatest show on turf 2.0? Uh, so now that you're not with Chris Rose and, you know, we can kind of let our hair down a little bit, I want to revisit that conversation and hear what you have to say about that now that you've got a chance to actually maybe watch the Dolphins a little bit more. Yeah, I think it is, man. Like, everything is so built together. It's offensive mastermind. you got a QB who's operating it well. And again, like, yeah, the Bills... But like the Bills held them to what twenty four points. Like, let's not pretend yeah. like that's some. Um, Before Tua threw that interception, I was like, it's so funny. I I think it was that play. It was so funny. I, I wish I was like filming it. I was at Billy's in the Bronx, and I was with some of the people. I'm like, watch the Dolphins like start to come back here because they were starting to stage a little bit of a comeback, and then Tua throws that bad interception, and then it's like, damn. Well, that it it was it was over after that point, but uh, that was a game for a little bit, even though the Bills did have a large majority they had control of that game. And then, like, the run game, too, is, like... Yeah, it's crazy. Devin A-Chain, man, he is so fast. And they run per carry. They run your, your regular zones, but they also, again, pre-snap motion, getting the linebackers, freezing the linebackers, misdirecting the linebackers. And, you know, you'll put they'll put Hill in the backfield, and then they'll give speed sweeps to A-Chain. I mean, A-Chain's averaging 12 yards for every carry that he's getting. Yeah. And, again, they have the perimeter blocking, whether it's... So, if you have the perimeter blocking that they have with their tight ends, their receivers, their fullback Alec Ingold, with freezing teams' linebackers for even just a second, it just leads to explosive run after explosive run, and we've seen yep. that with them. Again, they're number one rushing, number one in passing. Yep. Connor Williams has also been really good for them at center. He actually missed the Bills game. I think that he'll be back. I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on for this Giants matchup. You know, hey, Dexter Lawrence up the middle. Uh, but Connor Williams has been really good for them uh, th- this year. A guy that actually got benched when he was with Dallas. We know Connor Williams for his time in Dallas. There was a point where he kind of got benched and maybe like on his way out. And then he comes to Miami and he's really been an anchor for for that offensive line. And, and you felt his impact missed when he missed that Buffalo Bills game. You know, they have a talented interior defensive line with Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips and guys like that. So um, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. This Miami offense is really good, Bobby. I, I don't really have much more to say about it. Well, here's what I want to say: attack from the Giants' point of view, because we've been talking about just Miami's oh, offense yeah. and yeah, the Giants. This is talking Giants. It's because this offense is so good. I don't know how you attack them, right? Because you can do two ways: like where you're the Bills, where you're keeping two high safeties you're trusting your linebackers and you're rotate you're like you know you're rotating your coverage is laid and trying to throw disguised looks here's the issue with that 
You don't have the Bills linebackers. Uh, Bernard's been great for them, by the way. Second-year player out of Baylor. And you also have cornerbacks who you just can't trust to have those types of responsibilities and disguising stuff, right? We've seen Banks get put out of place. Cordell Flott, I, I haven't done the film review yet. Uh, maybe it's out by now. Was Hawkins there was, hurt? There was, there was, no, they benched him because he couldn't tackle. Oh. Cordell Flott was... I sent it to coaches because they were running cover six, which is the only time they ran it twice. And Cordell Flott just starts playing man coverage and chasing a slot receiver. Like that oh. Noah Fant play was Cordell Flott. Like he was the only person playing man coverage and he did it earlier in the game. Oh, and it was it was so bad that I sent it to coaches. I'm like, hey, this looks like cover six, but Flott is like man matching like it's cover three where the slot receiver will turn the man if the play receiver goes vertical. I was like, what is this? And he's like... I don't like the only explanation is that he's just totally doesn't know what the coverage is, but it's oh. it's like it's hard to assume an NFL player is that wrong. So maybe it's something yeah. the Giants are trying to do new, but it it hopefully they don't do it new because it led to a, a really the only offensive drive they had. Cordell the plays his own game out there. Yeah, he actually looked halfway decent in man coverage too, but it's like he had a nice just, tackle at the start of the game. Um. So, but, or you could be, you could just, hey, let's, let's blitz the piss out of them and hope we get them into mistakes and trust our guys to win. Yeah. But it's like that, that, again, this is where it's frustrating playing the Miami Dolphins because there's really no good answer. They have no, answers it, for everything that you're going to do. And I'm looking at something right now. I'm looking at something right now where Tua has like a 71% completion rate and it's not like he's checking it down. His yards per attempt is like 9.6 yards per attempt. And it's not like he's holding on to the ball a ton. His average pocket time, his average time in the pocket is 2.2 seconds. And his, the pre, his pressure percentage is a career low, 13.9%. So usually when a team throws a deep, usually the quarterback will hold on to the ball and maybe there's an opportunity to get pressure. Not here. This is a team that has a ton of yards per attempt, a high completion rate, a low pressure rate, and the quarterback doesn't hold on to the ball. How do you win? How do you win? Stop the run. Stop the run. Hope you can get him into, you know, second and long, third and long, I guess. So let's let's t- let's talk about how we can maybe get them to, to score some points. Yeah, First, let's score Justin, some points. Let's talk about our new friends at Shady Rays. New sponsor Ooh. alert, guys. New sponsor alert. So you guys got to go support. Today's episode is sponsored by Shady Rays, baby. Take on the sun with gear built to last. I will whip the sun's ass. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Justin, I am a very particular sunglasses guy. Like I, if it has to be the perfect pair, right? And when I find the perfect pair, I'll literally buy like eight pairs. Well, with Shady Rays, they have such a selection that I'm able to find that perfect pair, and I bought four of them. Shady Rays offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics, which is also another big thing for me too is I can be a little reckless with my sunglasses, so I can't, I'm not going to buy these super expensive ones, but I also want to have ones that I like and I wear them all the time. That's not all. Shady Ray offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That's like it's, It seems too good to be true, but guess what? It is true. If you lose or break your pair, even one, uh, even on day one, like day one, you lose, you break your pair, and you're like, I can't believe it. They they got you back. They got your back. They will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They ain't gonna ask you a damn question. They ain't gonna ask your age, your date, your social, nothing. 
Nothing. They're not going to ask you how your mom's doing. Nothing. No small talk. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code GIANTS for 50% off two plus pairs of uh, polarized sunglasses. And that offer now applies to the custom John Boy and Jake collab shades. So go get yours now. So if you're John Boy and Jake fans, check those out. If you want the Bobby and Justin uh, collab shades, you gotta you gotta tweet at Shady Rays. We want the Bobby and Justin uh, shades. Go to shadyrays.com. Fifty percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You want to use promo code Giants? You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. I need to get something off my chest about the Giants offense versus the Dolphins defense before you talk schematics and this and that. What do they do? What do they do? Um, the New England Patriots scored 17 points against the Miami Dolphins. If the Giants don't score 17 points against the Miami Dolphins, I, I, what, what am I going to do? Tell me what I'm going to do. I need You're to be something. depressed. I'm going to be de- Well, yeah. I, I feel like I want to do something, though. If I had a pool, I'd jump into it. And I'd film it, but I don't have a pool. Go to Mr. Purple. Um, Go to Mr. But Purple. just like when we were at Mr. Purple playing the Vikings, Justin, this is not a Vic Fangio style defense. This is the Vic Fangio defense. Obviously, Vic Fangio is their defensive coordinator, and they're not playing well. They're number 28 in scoring uh, in the NFL at 29.8 points per game allowed. And Daniel Jones has had success versus Vic Fangio defenses, you know, the Packers, the Vikings. Um, now, the difference is, is no one does it like Fangio. Fangio knows how, how to work it the best. Um, and he is the master, and he's going to adjust to what you're doing and not just run this bend-don't-break defense. Um, but they, they're number 25 in passing. They blitz a fair amount, but it's not these like exotic blitzes, but they have modest pass rush. And their cornerback group is pretty weak, like similar to Arizona where that cornerback group was weak. And like their only DB you got to really worry about is Javon Holland. Like Xavier Howard's not been playing well. Maybe that's the competition. No Jalen Ramsey th- yet. Like I know we're talking about this. Yeah, we're talking about this Giants offense where it's like you can't have expectations for them, right? But at some point this season, they got to put up some points. And this Dolphins defense is one that that could happen, at, right? You've had success versus these types of defenses, and they're not playing well. But at the same time, the Giants have not given you any confidence that that's going to happen. Yeah, I think Jalen Phillips coming back, uh, if he does come back for the Miami Dolphins, like he was questionable to maybe play against the Bills, and he's still on the injury report. So if, if he does come back, I think that's a huge get for the Dolphins because um, with no Andrew Thomas, I don't think Andrew Thomas is going to play. No, he's not. Uh, with no Andrew Thomas, then I think Jalen Phillips is really looking at his chops. He's He is the best pass rusher that they have over there. The Bradley Chubb trade hasn't worked out as well He's as been they... solid, though. He has, it hasn't worked out as well as they've wanted it to. I think maybe that they envisioned like Bradley Chubb would revital, uh, kind of like vitalize, put a shock of energy into the defense, kind of like Von Miller did for the Bills. But it, I, I've, I've wanted to see a little bit more out of Bradley Chubb. He's had an all right season. One sack, four QB hits in four games. So... Um, yeah, this another game where we're saying similar to last week, where you know maybe the Giants should be able to move the ball a little bit uh, against against this Dolphins team. My my worry is is that this is a team that Vic Vangio likes to drop guys back, prevent the big play, right? 
but are the Giants going to try and work the quick game since they're dropping guys back into coverage? And then is this Dolphins secondary going to be taught, just like the rest of our opponents this year, to jump the quick game, jump the quick game, mm-hmm. jump the quick game? That's my worry, right? Yep, and I think that's what's going to happen. Offensive line, again, with no Thomas. You know, you may not have any J- JMS out there. Like, it looks really bad offensive line-wise. Um, and even though Christian Wilkins hasn't really lived up to, like, some of the standards at the Dolphins fan base, like, this is a game where Christian Wilkins can dominate up front. And like you said, Jalen Phillips, like you say, Bradley Chubb hasn't, like, this is a game where Bradley Chubb will work out for Miami Dol- the Miami Dolphins and, and st- uh, stuff his stats a little bit. Um, so with DJ, it's, it's getting it's a little, a lot of an extension of the mailbag podcast is we're not sitting here saying, hey, you got to attack these dudes. We got to attack these dudes. Like, they do live in these two high shells and try and stop some of that, and that's their identity. And although they're going to, like you said, jump on the quick game, they're not going to totally change their game, their defensive identity for the New York Giants. So you have to take advantage of those opportunities when they are there, right? And they were there versus Seattle, and they weren't taken. And then the pass rush was able to tee off. And that's also my worry with this too, Justin, is that because the Dolphins' offense is so good that they could get into a we're teeing off early point of the game if the Giants aren't able to put some points on the board in the first half, which yep. they have not done all season long. No. Um, you go back and watch that Seattle game. The first half, the offensive line was giving the Giants' offense opportunities. It's, after, it's essentially after the pick six and one other drive before that in the second half where the offensive line really started to crumble the game plan. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else on the passing game? Because uh, there's a question that I want to ask you about the Giants running game. David um, Long Jr., I know he hasn't been amazing for them in coverage-wise, but he's someone – I actually did some videos on him last year. He's someone who I worry about playing the Giants specifically. You talk about on the quick game where Long Jr. is good at baiting you into thinking that your quick game is there and then uh, – and then jumping on it, uh, you know, their linebacker that they just signed from the Titans. So yeah. that's that's a guy you – if you're Daniel Jones, you kind of – you can't trust him with his initial movements in the quick game if you're running your stick concept or slant flat or whatever, which the Giants uh, do like to do. So yeah. that that was the other thing. And then Javon Holland. He's I mean, good. Javon Holland's a big part in the run and the pass, but they move him all around uh, the field. He's a beast. Like He's really, really good Their their safety. So, yeah, that, that's it on the passing game for me. All right, so the Dolphins on early downs have one of the worst rush defenses in the National Football League. Um, if anything, no, they're no, – no, no, they have one of the worst – they have one of the worst defenses on early downs against the pass and the run um, in the National Football League so far this year. This is a game where I wish Saquon Barkley – was fully healthy and fully gone because this would be a game that I would be okay with maybe leaning on the run game a little bit. I know they can put up a lot of points in a hurry, but just just because of how bad this Giants offense is, I like, hey, let's 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 change up the script a little bit. Let's try and revert to what we were doing last year. Do you think Saquon Barkley plays on Sunday? I do think he plays and then even if he doesn't play, I still want to uh I still want to run the ball a decent amount. Like the Giants ran the ball a decent amount versus light boxes versus Seattle. And had some success. The yards per carry doesn't look great because there's like that negative five yard run in there, and they didn't have any big ones. But they were able to like keep keep the offense on schedule with Matt Breida. Revenge game, Matt Breida, by the way. Oh yeah, show him. Um, lots of revenge games. We got Joe Shane revenge game, Brian Dable revenge game. Um, 
And there's other ones that I'll be looking up after we end this podcast. It's a Matt Breida so. revenge game too, because you have a lot of 49ers coaches, and you know this is double revenge, double lots of revenge. Kind of, so yeah, of- the Giants need to run the ball, right? Like if the ant, if if DJ is not going to, and this is not a, like if this is about getting through this season. If DJ is not going to take the deep shots that are there with anticipation, if you're the Giants coaching staff, instead of like like you kind of have to like okay, we got to start running the ball a little more. Right, and if that's just, that's if Saquon's playing or Breed, I don't really want Gary Brightwell getting any carries. Um, and like you said, the Dolphins are vulnerable to this. They're going to give you run, favorable run fronts with what they do. Um, so yeah, this this has to be a game. And again, you have to you can't let their pass rushers get in a rhythm of teeing off either. And you kind of want to keep the Dolphins off the field. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta you've got to run the damn ball. Like we're we're back to run the damn ball. Run the damn ball, not necessarily because it's working, but run the damn ball because we have no other choice because um, <laughs> the pass isn't working. Uh, yeah, man, uh, what, what else What else do you got before we bring on Danny King? Anything? I mean, that that's basically it, right? I mean, I, that's all I've got. Um, Giants fans, take over Miami. You you usually do that. Like, it's usually a Giants-heavy crowd. Um, so take over take over that damn stadium and let's let's win this damn game. Bobby Skinner, before we bring on Danny King, we're brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it has ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of all that stubble. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and using code GIANTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Are you tired of a bad razor making your neck look like a scary movie? I'll tell you what. I haven't been using bad, bad time to admit this. I haven't been using my handyman recently and I've been using a razor. I have cut myself. People saw that I cut my nose like two weeks ago. I cut my nose shaving because I'm a dumb idiot. I haven't been using my handyman, been cutting my face all over and I'm a stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. I haven't been taking advantage of the handyman skin safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts so I could finally feel confident when I'm going for that close shave there's no trick with this treat manscaped has got you covered get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code giants at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code giants for a look as sweet as candy get yourself the handyman from manscaped bobby skinner you'll be glad you did and i'll be glad that i did for not being a stupid idiot don't be like me hey sure you better hope i never get back in there i will kick your hey baby let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs have some fun all right we now welcome on Danny King for weather and trivia, and we got to talk about something. We got an announcement. We got we got to figure some stuff out. But Danny, what is the weather like in Miami, Florida this week? I was actually just there yesterday, so I want to see if it if it matches how it felt. I saw that. Hi guys. Uh, weather in Miami is going to be nice. I'd be per usual. I love Miami, so I mean I'm pretty biased towards it. But it's going to be 85 degrees there on Sunday afternoon. Slight chance of showers. But it just says slight chance, seven mile per hour winds. So it's just going to be, a, your, I think, your typical average Miami day, quite frankly. Chance of rain, going to be still hot, but it's going to be nice. I want I want rainy, hot, muggy. And if it's rain, that means the clouds, so they can't literally bake uh, us on the sideline. I, 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 that's, what I, that's what I want. That's all I want. That's what I want. Um, so I, I want this game to get ugly. Let's Let's get fluky and win this game, so. Uh, hopefully, it, hopefully it rains a lot. So, is it going to rain during the game or not, Danny? Uh, not, not chance of rain. Will it rain during the game? Yes or no? 
Well, uh, okay. Well, I, I, I think it probably will. Just it, but just a shower. So like, don't like prepare well, for like give a us, monsoon. Give us definitive. Not, I think probably. Okay. Well, give you're me one a, second. Is that we're, we're not like these these freaking West Channel two meteorologists. We we say definitively. I'm this, saying no. No. On rain. this news channel. No rain during the game. No rain. Shout out Blind Melon. What what do we got for trivia this week? It's just simple, you know. Uh, who has the most sacks in a single game against the Dolphins? That's simple as it is. It is 2000 and on. We were, I, I did not go back to the 90s and or 80s for this, so it is 2000 and on. In a single game or just Sing, all time? St- single game. Was it OC and was it in London? Bobby, not Bobby. Justin, do you have an answer? Uh, Robert Ayers in 2015. Oh, you were close. He's number two. The answer is actually Mephias Kiwanuka. Ah. He had one and a half sacks back on October 30th, 2011, in a 20-17 win against the Miami Dolphins. Please put in the ledger and in the record that I was close. You were close. Thank you. You were close. Um, We have a lot of memory. Like I've been to two Giants-Dolphins games. One was Tom Coughlin's last win, Monday Night Football, that Odell game. And then one was Eli's last uh, last game as a New York Giant. Um, so And, like, Dol- Giants fans do take over Miami Stadium. And, like, like Dolphins fans were getting bullied when I was there on that Monday Night Football game. All right, so before we get into our fantasy draft, we got to oh, yeah, do, do some yeah. stuff. Yeah. We've been talking about it, about we can- we're canceling the watch party. So me and Justin were thinking about uh, driving the van, staying in your dorm, and going to the Bills game with you, Danny. Yeah. What do, What are your thoughts on this? See, the idea would be fun, but but here's here's the problem that we're dealing with. I'm I am going to physically be in Buffalo. I am staying in Buffalo. I'm not going to be at my door. So where are we staying in Buffalo? I'm in me. My mother and then two other people have got hotel rooms in Buffalo. The two other people being me and Justin, right? <laughs> if, I mean, if the other two can't go, I mean, we 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 be Who down. Who are to do they? It. Where do they live? How can I find them so I can kill them? I they, they live they live in New York as well. See, the idea was perfect. It's close to me. I'm just not staying in my in if well, we can actually just stay in your dorm because you won't be there. So we can have we can actually sleep in a bed. Well, I don't know if anyone's going to be here. It's, we're technically all break during that week. We're going to host a Talking Giants party there. Uh, so here, here's the thing. I, wait, I have an announcement. I don't even know if Justin knows this. No, I have no idea where you're going with this. I will be at the next Giants home game, Commanders at Giants. We switched what? my flight in a hotel to go to that game instead of me and just going up there to not go to a Giant. Because in reality, it's going to Buffalo would have cost more money. Um, and I realized like my flight is early the next morning, Monday, and that would have been impossible. And I didn't feel like changing all like, again, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? It's not just, Oh, we're going to get in the van and go to Buffalo. It's we're going to spend money on food. We're going to spend money on tickets. And like, I was, I was not about wanting to spend a lot of money. I've already spent a lot of fucking money to watch this team lose so far this year. And I've spent shut up, uh, you hamburger flipper. You know, like 25 percent of the quarters that the Giants have played at home, I like haven't even seen because I've left. My so, choice. So, so you say you didn't want to see your friend Danny King? I, that's what I that's don't want to spend like. more money 
even though I love Danny King. <laughs> I don't want to spend more money to watch this team lose and, and not only spend more money, but drive six hours there, or 12 hours you know, total to, to see that happen. But anyways, I will I will be at the October twenty second game, I believe. Uh, yeah. Commanders at Giants. Promote the tailgate. Uh, Here we go. Let's go. Oh yeah, yeah. Get get your tailgate tickets, uh, and we hope to stay undefeated uh, in games that. Bobby oh you attends. oh you're really putting this on. We need line. you, Bobby. So Danny King, that was another stay thing. Away. It's like it's like man, I I know I forced the team to win, but it was Buffalo did put a little nervous energy in me. All right, let's get into the fantasy draft. Wait, question before pick- the fantasy draft. This is not th- this upcoming game is not the the ultimate talk of Giants tailgate, right? Not like the one like that's not that's still the, no, the free Patriots one. No, the free one is the is the Patriots game. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't have to change around my whole plan so I'm still trying because I know that's the one everyone's going to be at. Damn, so go to all the tailgates though. Are you are you are you presuming that you would have to pay money if you were to show up to a tailgate? No, 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 no. I I, I, I said no. I'm going to I, it. No, I didn't I, I didn't know if this was the actual like the tailgate of tailgates. To try and make sure, because I'm still trying to go to that This one. is going to be the tailgate of tailgates, so make sure you get your tickets now. Um, all right, fantasy draft, where we pick players from uh, the Giants team and the team that they're playing uh, to highlight matchups. I was in first last week. I've been surpassed. Uh-huh. I'm in third. Uh-huh. Justin and Danny both had the exact same 34.7 oh, yeah. point outing last week. So Danny's in first. That's right. Justin is back, but only 4.2 points back, and I'm 10 points back. So uh, the Brandon Ayuk pick in the 49ers game really, really killed me. Yeah, it did. Um, I have the first pick. Danny's second. Uh, Justin is third. I actually don't want the first pick this week because I, I think third and fourth would be sick here. Um, but with it, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. Like yeah. I have him on my real fantasy team. He's a beast. He, like, who who on this team is stopping Tyreek Hill? I can't name anyone. Even though Adore Jackson actually has had a good history against Tyreek Hill, um, but I'm still going Tyreek Hill with my first pick. Pretty simple. Don't need to explain it. Danny, what do you got for pick number two? Oh God, I just burned right there. Um, with pick mm. number two. Oh God, excuse me again. I am. I was stuck with. I I'm dumb for being stuck between two players, but I am going with Devon A. Chain. Uh, that's the right pick. That's the right pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, guy went from being dropping fifty points in like his second NFL game to the twenty seventh last week. God, what a downgrade! But no, Devon's good, and uh, it seems like he's getting kind of like them red zone touches over Raheem Mostert. At least that's what I saw in my red zone watching. So I'm gonna take Devon A chain here. Yeah, that's the right pick. He's he's on real Texas A and M. Shout out, Justin. You got back to back picks. Yeah, I'll go Jalen Waddle. And then I'll go Raheem Mostert on the on the come around. Damn, dude, I hate that we're taking non-Giants in the first four picks. And I can't blame you guys. I mean, we've went according to the Bobby Big Board, one through four. Like exactly, exactly on it. So this maybe maybe this is why you guys are doing a little better is you guys are going off the Bobby Big Board. Are you guys has my board been leaked out there? Mm, the um, board's been leaked. Yeah, that's the thing is, is you, you take one of Mostert or A-Chain and then Waddle's obviously the easy one. And again, the Giants just don't have a dude. I mean, one thing if you knew Saquon was fully playing and fully healthy, but he's not there. But Danny, so uh, you have the fifth pick. Are we taking a Giant or are we still going Dolphins? I probably am taking a Giant. I'm just doing my quick little look here. Mm. Yeah, I'm just going to take a Giant. It's, yay, I'll take a Darren Waller. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to get going. I mean, we traded for this guy. He kind of feels like non-existent. Have a superstar. We can't use him. It sucks a lot. Uh, and maybe this kind of weaker Miami pass defense can maybe get it going, but I should have taken a wide receiver then. I don't not, know. I not only does this anyone. Giants offense need Dan- Daniel Bellinger back, Darren Waller needs Daniel Bellinger back. Wait, question. What is Bellinger's injury? It's like a knee injury. Knee it's an M- MCL sprain, I believe. Uh, sprain. Okay. Just want to double check that. Because, I mean, if, if Darren Waller, we can't be asking Darren Waller to chip up the line of scrimmage and then run a, ch- then run a check down. No. Or even just your traditional run game. Like, again, I think. Yeah, right. I'm surprised the Giants haven't went and added a fullback blocking type tight end to the practice squad. I, I really I really think that's going to hurt them, especially if they want to run the ball more. A big part of that last year was running out of 12 personnel, and you can't do that with Darren Wall and Lawrence Cager. Like they, still you you saw versus Seahawks. They would just squeeze the like they would squeeze the edge down, and it ruined runs. All right, so I have back-to-back picks. I'm taking Darius Slayton. This is a bad cornerback group. Uh, if anyone could take advantage of, of it on this Giants team at all three levels of the field, it is Darius Slayton. They're obviously giving him a bunch of passing numbers. And I'm picking... Justin's oh Justin's waving at somebody. Uh I was confused. And with my third pick, which is tradable Damn it. in round three or round four, I am taking Saquon Barker. Yeah, Damn obviously. It. He's the only guy you can trust to get real production and real touches. Uh so if he's not playing, obviously I'm gonna trade him, but I'm getting Saquon Barker in the third round. That's a freaking steal right there, guys. That's called value. Learn about it. Danny, your third pick. Um man. Oh, let's have fun with it. You know, he's kind of been getting more reps recently. Uh, he's kind of, I mean, besides that big negative play, but that really wasn't his fault. That was just a, the the jet sweep type of play. I'm going to take Wandale. Wandale Robinson's been going at it. Playing time's going up. It seems like him and DJ have a little bit of some rapport. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling Wandale here. Maybe he has a, this is probably the game he overtakes Parrish Campbell completely. I don't know if that's a hot take. That's probably the most cold take one man can have. But uh, I think Wandale could do something this week. Let's see it. That Paris Campbell not having a first down tweet is stat is like <laughs> insane. It's like how how do you not even accidentally have a first down? This team is not um, real. These are these. This is like going back to like 1933, where guys were dr- drunk playing for God's sakes, smoking cigs on the sideline. Speaking of going back in years, I went this week and I I did a game points per game average for our fantasy years because there's been like last year there was uh 19 games because the playoffs there was 16 games in 2020 so here's a trivia question before justin gets his last two picks who has in our fantasy draft since 2020 has the highest scoring per per game and what year was it justin i think it was my first year right my first year i like dominated i think it is justin's first year it was. It was Justin's. He averaged 39.04 points per game. And that was, uh, again, he beat Danny by 100 points that year, beat me by 150. So it wasn't even like, you know, like the most offensive output was probably like the, the highest season total was last year, obviously. But we were actually pretty close to the end. Uh, so that and that was I had 37.89 points per game last year, which is the second highest output. Um, and. Dan, so the epic battle between me and Danny in 2021, like as bad as that season. So Danny won with 34.37. All of us last year would have had a, had a higher points per game average. All of us this year have a, a higher points per game average. And the year before, 
most yeah it was it should be like the, the ninth highest but it was the best fantasy back anyways justin you're back back to back picks anybody take slayton i did bobby shame um take jalen hyatt Ooh. highlight hyatt probably a bad pick because vic vangio defense but if he, I mean, can, he did get more reps over Hodgins and got some, you know, a couple stick, uh, yeah. stick routes. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll take Jalen High, and then uh, I could trade this guy away if he doesn't play, right? Yes. Braxton Berrios. He was struggling with a little bit of an injury this week. He has 13 catches, high catch rate. He does have a touchdown, so um, that makes could me so angry. Could play, could not play. So I, uh, I'll take Braxton Berrios. My last pick. Dude, Braxton Berrios is my guy. Like Miami guy. Like he represents the U. God, that dry. I wanted Braxton Berrios so bad. All right, Danny, what's your last pick? Ugh, yikes. Yikerinos. Um, There's a part of me that else. wanted to go for fun and take take Sterling Shepard because like he's going to oh, play more this week. I'm Danny. not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, I was trying to have fun. God. Uh, I'll take a Durham Smythe. Mm. <laughs> look at that bobby's like this more i was about to take Bobby wanted that second or third pick this week <laughs> yeah that really screwed me because i would have i would have gotten waddle and mothert um tyree kill could also just go off like he does and you know so i have brita on my big board but if saquon plays brita's not going to get any Touches. Um, let me look. Let me look at their death chart again, real quick. We have the hand because because Craycraft is injured. Cray Cray. Cray Cray. Um, I, I'm not taking Paris Campbell, but what if this is the Paris? No, he's not even going to. What play. if this is the game that Paris Campbell gets a first down? Hodgins. Ooh. <laughs> I could take Robbie Chosen. You could. You really just made yourself laugh right there, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm funny. You know what? I'm going to go Isaiah Hodgins. <laughs> I'm going to go Isaiah Hodgins. Because so. Bobby um, just started a sentence saying, what if this is the Paris Campbell game? And then I just turned into, what if Paris Campbell actually gets a first down this game? That would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, all right. So the recap, I have Tyreek Hill, Darius Slayton, Saquon Barkin, and Isaiah Hodgins. Danny has Devin A. Chain, Darren Waller, Wandale Robinson, and Durham Smythe. Which just sounds like a great blocking tight end name. And then Justin has Jalen Water, where he most are Jalen Hyatt and Braxton Berrios. All right, time for Giant Factors. Oh, God. I'm first up this week, and I'm going Saquon Barkley. I just took him in the fantasy draft. And I'm not going to give you this big speech, but hey, you want to prove your value and DJ with and without Saquon? If you're back this week, be a Giant Factor. Prove to this team, hey, I am the driving force behind it, right? And again, this isn't the same defense as we've played, but the Seahawks were a bad defense and the Giants only put up three points. Create explosives, add points to this team. I'm not giving this big speech. Saquon Berkeley, you are my week five Giant Factor. Danny. I'm going to go Bobby Okereke for my Giants Factor. Uh, the defense had a solid game last week. Uh, they're going to need to be more than solid to stay a chance against the Miami Dolphins. But, like, it, it, just this defense has just been frustrated on so many levels. Uh, like, missed tackles. Did we chart them? We all did. That was one of the funniest quotes from Wink last week. Thanks for having everyone aggressively watch that. But, Bobby, we're paying you a lot. Uh, 
just try to sell this defense out. Get something going because if we stand any chance, rock inside, stay it here. We need the defense to slow down Miami. Is that possible? No, it's not. But I just want to see the guy we gave a four-year deal, however much money to, just to, to make plays and be the guy that we were all excited for coming into the season. Is it a board Giants factor pick? Yes, but I legitimately don't know anyone else that like I could be- truly believe to be a Jai factor on this team against the Miami Dolphins this week. So, Bobby, I just I just want to root for you. Danny, I think that's a good one because Bobby Okereke, that's a guy that needs to just play fast and he needs to play with good awareness. And, and he played you know, really well versus Seattle except for that like that that Noah Fant play. And, and that was kind of this, the scouting report film review on him. It's like, hey, versus zone teams, he plays fast, but you gotta he's got to play – he's got to process quicker versus – teams and we talked we talked about it at the, a lot at the front right it's like they throw so much at you and they can make you late and but you got to be you also got to be patient so you can't be too early and that falls on the linebackers and okay is being paid a lot of money so he can yep. be a difference maker in this game yeah so bobby okay is a good one justin what who is your giant factor i'll go with darius slayton you know once again we're looking at a team that needs a wide receiver one to step up to the plate uh, Darius Slayton has been, I don't even want to say that he's been disappointing. I think he's been getting open. I think he's been doing a solid job. Uh, I just, I want Daniel Jones to find you a little bit more often. And this offense does need a source of some big plays. Um, and even if he's not maybe catching the ball deep, he was a guy that got yards after the catch last year and was catching uh, crossing patterns near or at the sticks and then getting, uh, you know, breaking the tackle, getting yards after the catch. So Darius Slayton, go out there, be a giant factor. We need offense, man be a giant factor all right so now we have spread picks before we get into spread picks who is who are they brought to us by danny uh spread picks as per usual you've heard it before they're brought to you by friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook because the nfl season is going strong and DraftKings sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. So what I need you to do is get in on the game day greatness. I already have. You see it right there? Hopefully you can. That's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I want you to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code WORLD. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NFL. That's code WORLD. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports better partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Wow. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21-plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Csportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms eligibility, deposit restriction terms, and responsible gambling resources. Guys, you'll be glad you did. Be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. So spread pick standings before we get into the spread picks. Danny, you went five and three, so you got back to five hundred at sixteen and sixteen. I went four and four for the second week in a row, which is frustrating. So I'm still two games below at fifteen and seventeen. 
Last place is Justin at 13 and 19. I Listeners stink. are in first place at 20 and 12. <laughs> but that the, the most notable thing is that the, they both went 3 and 5 last week. Both had bad weeks. But Justin on this podcast proclaimed, are the listeners tanking? Maybe they are because they had a bad week. But I, I I had a bad feeling when you said that, Justin. Uh, I'm, but it is what it is. You got it. You got it. We got to bounce back. We, again, this is not going to be overcome in one week, right? So we got to put together. Me and Danny got to put together weeks like we did last week. We were not losing to the listeners this year. The listeners are represented by Tauzino, our friend. Thursday night football. We got Bears at Commanders. Minus six. This is the only game I don't have written down for myself right now. The listeners are going Commanders minus six. Justin, what are you going? Dude, I think I'm going Commanders minus six too. I think that offense may be clicking a little bit. I also think the Bears are just really bad. Yeah, their defense is so bad. I'm I'm going Commanders minus six too, even though it's like Thursday night. You remember the Thursday night football game they had last year that was close? But I, I do think that offense is the that commander's offense is going to put up points versus defenses like the Bears. So I, I have to go commanders, even though I, I really don't want to. Danny, what do you got? I mean, the Bears are beat up uh, defensively, especially the secondary. No Eddie Jackson, no Jalen Johnson. It's a uh, shit show in that yeah, that it, building it's, too. Like, it's terrible. I just can't take the Bears. Uh, commanders minus six. Probably Matt Eberflus. The rumor is he may get fired after the game tonight. Question this was mark, a question mark. This is this is the second time we've heard before a Thursday night game that the uh, Bears coach could be fired and he's not. Remember Matt Nagy? It was like, oh, Matt Nagy's probably going to be fired after this game. They just didn't fire. So uh, Chicago's a crazy place. All right, we got Jags at Bills minus five and a half, which looks like, oh, that's game of the week. Should I don't think have. so. I think the Bills win this game pretty easily. I'm going Bills minus five and a half. The Jags have real issues. Lawrence struggles with pressure. The Bills are going to get pressure, and they're also not going to give him easy reads. Hey, Bobby, um, are you breaking one of your rules? This is in London? This is in London. Then Oh shit. London. Shit. Uh oh. It's an it's a nine thirty game on Sunday. Tottenham. Cheerio. I'm switching my pick. Oh, oh look at that. I never I never I, that might be the first time I've ever crossed out something I've written down. But the Bills are coming off of a big win versus the Dolphins letdown game. <laughs> Jack stayed in London. This is an easy pick for me. I'm going Jags plus five and a half. Listeners are going Bills. What do you got, Dan? Uh, I'm going to take the Bills because nobody circles the wagon like them. Uh, for all the reasons Bobby said, I'm taking the Bills before he switches pick to Jacksonville. Justin, what do you got? Oh, this could be a bad sign for Bobby. Oh, no, the Bills are just so much better. I'm going with the Bills. I'm sorry. Jags did look good against the Falcons last week, but that's also the Falcons led by Desmond Ritter, who I won't take seriously as a team until Taylor Heineke is at quarterback. Agreed. Ravens at Steelers plus four. I know this is a divisional game, but Steelers are a mess. And I think that Matt Canada burner thing, like people always throw, like that might actually be his burner um, going after Pickett. And you know Pickett saw that and probably believes that too. Uh, the listeners are going Steelers, though. I'm going Ravens. The Ravens are actually like a pretty damn good team, and I just don't see the Steelers being on the hang. Danny? Yeah, I'm also going with the Ravens. Uh, I mean, Steelers coming off a loss to the Texans, who obviously are still a pretty fun team right now. Uh, yeah, I just they're they're uh, just a boring ass team, especially with Matt Canada calling plays. So yeah, give me give me the Ravens. Justin, I'll go Ravens too. This is a weird line. 
Thought it'd be more. I agree. Texans at Falcons minus two. Justin, you just said you don't take the Falcons seriously. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Texans seriously. The Fal- Falcons are favored at home. Uh, Texans have a very fun offense, so uh, I'm going Texans here. Uh, the listeners are agreeing with you. I'm not, though. I think this is a game where the Falcons are able to run the ball really well and kind of get back on track a little bit. Uh, Desmond Ridgers is not going to be good, but I think I think they really uh, – Bijan Robinson, dude, is so fun to watch. Like, I legitimately think he might be a better back than CMC right now, which I mm. know people hate and hate crowning wow. guys that early, which me too. I'm, I'm one of those. Like, stop crowning guys so early. But watching Bijan as a runner, man, it's – it's, I mean, he's averaging more yards per carry than him right now. Um and he's doing more in the receiving game. So, but I, I'm going Falcons minus two. I think they get back on track. Uh, but it's not because of Ritter. Danny, who do you got? I'm going te- uh, Texans. Uh, I don't like Ritter, as Justice said, but uh, Texans are fun. They're a hot team right now. They're also two and two against the spread, while the Falcons are one and three. And also, I just want to thank Nico Collins for helping me win my fantasy matchup last week. So that's why I'm also sticking with them. We do this John Boy Media like pick a pick a, a guy to score a touchdown and I've been balling with like everyone picks a top guy they pick Hunter Henry he got one and I picked Nico Collins last week I knew he'd he'd win in that matchup this week I picked I have like you know let me just continue the deuce I picked one of the Colts tight ends I've, I can't remember his freaking name Saints at Patriots minus one this is the gosh you are way more disappointing than what we thought about you preseason game I'm going Patriots minus one I will take Bill Belichick in a game versus Derek Carr uh, Justin, who do you got? Yeah, I, I, th- I thought we were gonna go Saints. I, I'm going. I'm going Pats too. I think their offense may do enough. Daniel, I generally feel bad for my two other roommates because I'm a Giants fan. My other roommate's a Patriots fan, so we might have the most miserable sports team household at the moment with how bad our teams are. I'm taking we'll the see Saints the, when we come up there next weekend. I'm, I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking the Saints. Uh, I Mac Jones sucks. Uh, they lost Christian Gonzalez. They lost Matt Judon. I, I, the Patriots. I just don't see them winning this game. I really want JC Jackson to be good again now that he's back on the Patriots. Oh, that would be hilarious. Um, the listeners are going with me and Justin, so it's Danny versus the world. Chiefs at Vikings plus four and a half. I think this is a lot harder spread than it looks like on paper because you have the defending champion Chiefs versus the zero and three, uh, zero and. Four one, Vikings? One, one and three. One and three. One and three Vikings. But I still am going Chiefs, even though the Vikings can put up a lot of points. Uh and the 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 Chiefs are gonna have answers for that Brian Flores defense. Um so I'm going Chiefs minus four and a half. The listeners are going Vikings. Danny, who do you got? Man, I'm so close to agreeing with them, but yeah, I I just can't. Uh we broke the Vikings. Uh Maybe no Taylor Swift in this game, so maybe Travis Kelsey can get back to focusing solely on football this week, which will be kind of fun, if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, I'll take it the Chiefs. If Mahomes didn't have, like, a bad game against the Jets, maybe I would take the Vikings, but I think Mahomes is going to be like, I had a bad game, screw it. Like, let's like let's go, man. Uh, Vegas still does love the Vikings, like even this is maybe I guess this isn't a strange line four and a half. It's over a field goal. I'll go Chiefs. Mahomes going to bounce back, even though he Chiefs. won the game against the Jets. The Hackett Ball Bowl Jets oh, yeah. at Broncos minus one and a half. I'm very interested to hear quotes out coming after this game. Uh, I'm going Broncos though. Like 
Jets fans are they've bought back in like oh maybe Zach Wilson like I can't believe that they've like they've bought back into it. I think as much as like Hackett might be bothered by that, but I think Sean Payton's like I well I gotta back up what I said. I can't lose to this guy and they have the better quarterback. I'm going Broncos minus one and a half, Justin. Yeah, I mean this Broncos offense is like efficient. It's their defense that's just god awful. It's like historically bad right now, but I trust that the Broncos offense is going to score more points than the Jets offense. So I will pick the Broncos in this. Do you think either team scores more than 20 points? I think the Broncos can score over 20 points. But the I mean the Jets have had good games versus the Chiefs and the Bills. The listeners are going Broncos too. Danny, are you with us? Damn. Uh, I just read a tweet say the Jets are going to make the playoffs. That's so funny. Uh, I'm not going with you guys. I am riding the Jets this week. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying Zach Wilson is going to become the greatest quarterback of all time against one performance against the Chiefs. You sound there, exactly like a Jets fan right if now. Hey, hey, hang on. Hang on. If there's I know one, he's not going to be the best, but he can, he can no, make all no, the throws. I, I, no, no, no. That's not the reason why I'm picking up. There's Those one game high-level throws. If, not if there, many quarterbacks was, can do that. If there's that's what BYU teaches people. Uh, that if there's one game the Jets have to win this year, it is against the Denver Broncos, especially after what Sean Payton said. So I think the Jets go out there and win, and especially it'd just be kind of funny if the Fatal Hackett could win with Zach Wilson, but not Russell Wilson. That would just be absolutely comical. Zach Wilson threw a back shoulder on a seam and a really nice ball on a corner route, and people are like, there's not many quarterbacks who can make that throw. So, I mean, yeah, I, I I've already got well, his gold jacket ready. Almost every starter in the league can make those throws. They're good. I'm so upset. I just but got those got, are like. I'm just so upset. I got compared to a Jets fan right there. <laughs> you sound. You make the exact same arguments that they make. All right, last game: Cowboys at 49ers minus three and a half. Woo! This is a huge game. This is Woo! a huge, huge game for the NFL. And the 49ers don't lose to the Cowboys. I'm going 49ers minus three and a half. Uh, and I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Maybe even in the NFL. So I'm going I'm going with them, San Francisco 49ers. Justin, who do you got? 49ers haven't really played like a really good team yet. Yeah, they I, they played the Rams. So the they Rams played the Giants. The Rams are yeah, they played the Giants. Um the Cowboys have some serious issues though, finishing drives. They have some serious issues inside the red zone. 49ers kind of don't. Um so I am gonna go 49ers minus three and a half here. Now, Bobby, can you can please? Whatever catastrophe is going to happen Sunday at 1 o'clock, can we please start recording at like 7.15, 7.30? So I, I, I'm I, genuinely excited to see this game, especially now that we're more into JM football. Genuinely excited to see two of the NFC's best teams kind of go at it in the storyline. So if we can please start recording by 7.15, 7.30 on Sunday so that we could finish and watch this game, I would love that. Let's do eight. No, yeah, that's, that works, That that especially this week for me. Danny, who do you got? I mean, the Cowboys have basically played an easy schedule, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm taking the Niners as well this week. I mean, Jerry Jones says this is the measuring stick for them Cowboys. Uh, yeah, this could be such a fun game. And then when you think about it, hey, I'm going to get you guys even more excited. Guess what? Next week, to top this game, the NFL is like, I'm going to give you Giants and Buffalo Bills in Sunday Night Football. So get pumped for that. Dude, the revenge games for that game Woo! are going to be so fun to fire off. All right. Danny King, what is your score prediction for Giants-Dolphins? Oh, we're going to get crushed this week. It is going to be horrible, terrible. It's going to be a miserable day of football. Uh, I can't even get excited for it. Uh, Giants are going to lose. They're going to score 10 points. Uh, We're going to lose 40 to 10. Uh, 
that's generous i feel like but yeah we're we're gonna, we're gonna lose oh man oh god i'm so sad 40 to 10 justin what is what is yours you better say 17 points like you said before yeah um uh, Giants defense coordinator Wink Martindale just compared uh, the Miami Dolphins to the greatest show on turf. Guess he listens to football today. Uh, Miami Dolphins 38, New York Giants 18. Good morning, 17 points. Big success. <laughs> I thought about doing it. Oh, no. It's too early, though. Too early. This definitely ate the game. It's too early. And I can't do uh... Especially against Miami, there's history there between me and Miami. I never give my, I never. And this happened once versus Miami, right? The 2019 game is where this originated. But I'm not going to do it, man. Crazy stuff happens in the NFL. I'm going Giants 77, Dolphins zero. We're going to have a recap pod. One o'clock game. Giants are back in their element. Maybe they can do some stuff. Maybe the pressure can break some of those Tua pipes. Uh, we'll be here to talk about it all. We appreciate you guys, especially if you're here this long with us, right? After the Giants being one and three, you're here at the end of an hour, 10-minute podcast. We love you. We'll see you Monday. Until then, let's go Big Blue. Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcasts. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening.